Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifted you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. And, um, but we're going to be ending this series, Empty Thanks, today. And, you know, today's message that I want to entitle it is called The Cycle of Gratitude. The Cycle of Gratitude. Life is made of cycles. I don't know about you, but let's look at fashion, okay? Look at this weird shirt I'm wearing right now, all right? But fashion, there were some things in um, when, where I would see my, my, my dad, you know, in, in pictures. I'd be like, Why was, what was he wearing? But then a couple years later, we find that fashion has a cycle. And we're wearing stuff that the 80s used to wear and the 90s used to wear. And we're cycling it back up. How about music? All right. Some of you are like, oh, I heard that beat before. I know it's because there's nothing new in music. Everybody's cycling the same beats. And you're like, oh, I remember when I was in high school. It it brings you back to those days. It's because it's a cycle. Everything's a cycle. How about in your life? Sometimes life feels like a cycle in your life. You wake up. Well, let me just talk about my life. okay? I don't know about you do. Um, But in my life, I wake up. We get the kids ready. Take the kids to school. We go to work, got to pick up the kids, get them to do homework, which I don't know about you, but just doing homework with children is a job within itself because we don't understand half the stuff, okay? What's this common core stuff? Like, kick it out, all right? But, and then what happens? You get dinner ready, get the kids to bed, you have four seconds with your spouse until you fall asleep, and then you do it all over again. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. So when we come to gratitude, we have to understand gratitude has a cycle to it and that we can learn and get and we need to be aware of the gratitude cycles in our life. Because one the thing I know is whatever you put your awareness to is your focus is going to go as well. Whatever you put your awareness to, your focus is going to go as well. So if we're not aware of how we're growing in our gratitude and our thanksgiving in our life, it's just going to become another cycle and norm in our life. But we have to learn that we have to daily grow in our gratitude. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. So we have to, uh, the cycle of awareness is intentional. We have to be intentional in growing and being aware of what God is doing in our gratitude. If it's not intentionally working, if we're not intentionally examining, we're never going to intentionally grow in our life. We have to be intentional in our life. We have to take an examination every day. You can't wake up every day and feel like you have it all together because you don't. But when we are intentional and in saying, how can I grow in my gratitude today? How can I, how can I be a better person? How can, I, how can I show the love of Christ in my job, in my workplace? How can I be? It's growing. It's being intentional in our gratitude. We, we knew last week that gratitude doesn't not only affect our spiritual life, but matter of fact, it, it affects our physical life as well. There's many benefits to living a life of gratitude in our world. 
See, we're going to talk about a story that is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Um, it's called the, the story of the prodigal son, okay? Um, we're going to go to, if you have your Bibles, go, get, go to Luke chapter 15, verse 11 through 16. And um, we're going to read this, this passage. We're going to kind of walk through it. I'm just going to kind of talk to you about this cycle of gratitude and how we can learn from these cycles for us to grow in our life. And then God was speaking to me as I was actually studying this, and he threw three words in, into my spirit that I really believe is for us today. And if we really glean from these words and, and act these words out, because here's the difference. We can listen, but if we're not acting, it's just words. We need to take what we're listening and activate it in our life. And we're going to talk about these three words and go through this, these, these scriptures as we learn about the cycle of gratitude. Luke chapter 15, verse 11, it says like this. And he said, there was a man who had two sons and the younger of them said to the father, father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into the far country and there squandered his property and reckless living. Imagine having all you can have and just messing it up. Have anybody been there before? I know I have. Verse 14, and when he has spent everything, a severe famine arose in the country and he became to, became to be in need. So he went to hire himself out to one of the citizens of the country and he sent, and he sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the, po uh, with the pods that the pigs ate and no longer gave him anything. Let me set the scene here. This was a, this was a son who had it all. Had the fame, had the money, had the resources, had the, had the, had the charisma. He had it all. His son, his father had everything that the son ever wanted. But there was one thing that the son was wanting in his life that the father couldn't give him. The son wanted to do life on his own. See, when we leave the, the security of the father and we try to do life on our own, we mess it up. See, this son had it all. I mean, uh, he, was, he was royalty in the land. He, he, he had it all. Whatever he wanted, he got it. In an instant. But there was this one thing that he wanted. He wanted everything that was owned to him to be given to him right away so he can ruin his life. So the first thing I have for us today, if we're talking about this concept of gratitude, we're going to talk about the cycle, okay? So the cycle of gratitude, we're going to start with gratitude. Gratitude. We all start there at one point of our lives, but then we try to do things on our own, and we try to, and there's this one word that starts with our thing. It's called attitude. Woo-wee! We go in there. Gratitude. We're grateful at one point. This son was probably grateful at one point. He had it all. He, he said, Dad, thank you for everything. He went, to, he went for Christmas. There was presents down there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But we know that, that last week we talked, there's a difference between living, being grateful and then living grateful. 
There's a difference in that. The son had it all. So the posture of the blessing that the son had, it turned in from gratitude because his attitude changed. It turned from gratitude to this word called entitlement. The cycle starts. We're grateful at one point. But our attitude changes because we want to do things our own way. And now that we once we were, we thought we were so grateful for, now we feel entitled to and we miss the generosity because our attitude sucks. See, I'm not supposed to say sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> the youth pastor came out of me, all right? In verse 11, we see entitlement hit the sun. Right away, it says, he said, there was a man who had two sons, right? And the younger son went to his father and said, give me my share of the property that was coming to me. How many me's are in that, that sentence? Me, 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 me. At one point, the son was grateful for what he had. But then his attitude changed and it became entitlement. And now he thought he can do things on his own. And what happens when you think you can do things on your own? Matter of fact, let's talk about this. Be careful of the thing that you once were grateful in your life now becomes entitlement in the next. Oh, my gosh. Be careful of the thing that you prayed for in one season, and now you got it, and now you feel entitled for that blessing. Oh, I prayed for it. God grants it, and now it's mine. Now I get to do whatever I want with the blessing entitlement hits and we become and here's the thing how about this when entitlement hits in our life and our attitude changes from gratefulness to entitlement you know what we do we take all the glory that was supposed to be from God and we put a false glory on us I'm preaching today because gratefulness strips us of our pride thank you Gratefulness. Gratefulness strips us of me and supposed to put God. But what happens is when our attitude changes from gratefulness to entitlement, we become our own gods. It's all about me. It's all about how I can be a resource to myself. How can I be the one that, that paves the way for my future? Have you heard those things before? And we strip God away and we put us. And we realize at one point in our life, what the heck is going on? At one point, we were so grateful and we prayed. We, matter of fact, we got on our knees and said, God, I need a job. God, I, I, God, if you can just bless me with that job, I will serve you. I will give my time. I will give my time. I will give my energy. And God granted you the job. And now you feel entitled to the job. And now you're like, God, what happened? And then you start trying to climb a ladder of success, which is great. Don't get me wrong. But you try to do it on your power. We try to do it on our own power. And what once was a prayer that we begged God for 
became a blessing, but now becomes an entitlement spirit because our attitude gets in the way. See, we need to forget. We can't, we can't forget gratitude in our life because it's not that you earned the blessing. It's because the father gave it freely. See, the father didn't say, son, you want your inheritance? You need to go this step, this step, this step. No, what did the father do? Take it. Take it. See, we aren't grateful. We feel like we earned this blessing. But the reality is he gave it freely. How about salvation? See, in the Christian world, we say, you have to go through step one, two, three, three, four, five, seven, A, B, C, D, D, and to get to Jesus. But what does Jesus say? Come to me. We, we have to understand that gratefulness, an attitude, a life of gratefulness, the cycle of gratitude is gratitude at one point, then our attitude changed, an entitlement. And then you know what happens when that, that, that entitlement hits? We start accepting the lie that the grass is greener on the other side of the blessing you were praying for. Well, I'm blessed now. There must be something better for me. But weren't you just praying for that blessing? Because entitlement hit, and now that I got it, I want more. And it's not bad to have more. But are we grateful for what we have? Because our attitude can change so many ways. But if it goes towards entitlement, we think we've done it and not God. And here's the thing. When entitlement hits, gratitude is thrown out the window. It's the cycle of gratitude. Now, let, me, let, me, let me continue here because what happens is, is whenever we hit entitlement, we, we, we get depressed, we get down, and then we hit this thing called rock bottom. Let me go right here. I'm grateful, but my attitude changes. Now I feel like I'm entitled. In this season here, we're trying to do life on our own until we realize we can't. We can't do life on our own. We need God in our life. And what would he do? We hit rock bottom in our mindset. We hit rock bottom in our actions. We hit rock bottom in everything we do. And then we get to our knees and we're like, God, I need you. We Here's the thing. Sometimes we, as believers or as people, we throw away our rock-bottom seasons. Matter of fact, we disqualify our rock-bottom seasons. Matter of fact, some of the rock-bottom seasons brought you back to Jesus. We have to see this cycle in our life. Gratitude. Our attitude changes. Entitlement hints. We try to live life on our own. We hit rock-bottom. But then there's this other word that God gave us. Let's, let's go to verse 17. Are, are we getting this here? Okay, let's, let's go. 17. When he came to himself, this is the son. When he came to himself, how, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But I perish here with hunger. He realized where he was. He realized the position of where he was. I'm going somewhere, I promise. 
And he said, I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I have no long, I am no longer worthy to call to be called your son. Treat me as your hired servant. And I will and he arose and went to the father. So let, let me talk about another word that, that God gave me in this, this time. Gratitude turns to attitude, turns entitlement, rock bottom. But it said that the son came to his own. And God gave me this word called altitude. Altitude. See, what does altitude mean? Altitude, altitude means this, a vertical elevation of an object above the surface. An angular elevation above a horizon. What do you, what do you, what do you mean by this? I, I'm, I'm, think, I'm, I'm saying this. Is I feel like a lot of people are living at the horizon of their potential in their life. They're just coasting at the horizon when God has called us to live in the and uh, elevate our thinking, elevate our mindset. So it's an altitude. It's rising up. He said, he said he came to his own and realized who he was. So in this cycle of gratitude, we become grateful. We mess it up. But then there needs to be a change of mindset to thinking of where he was. He's in the pigs. He once was part of the father's house. So there needs to be a transition in our mind to know I might be in this position, but I know who I am. I, I, I might be in the pigs, but I know I'm a part of the father's house. See, he it said that he came to his own. He had a revelation. He said, I'm in the midst of the pigs, but I'm coming. Isn't, doesn't my father's house have better food than this? Doesn't my father's house have better uh, provisions than this? I need to come to my own and switch my mindset. I need to go to the father. His, his mindset was elevated, altitude in his life. He didn't look at his life just in the horizons. He didn't look at his life as just mediocre. He said, no, I got to think higher about myself. I got to think higher about my calling. I got to think higher about my purpose. I don't need to stay in the pigs. I need to change my mindset. I might go through the cycle, but I need to think higher about me. But what does the enemy do? He wants us to think we, need, we deserve the pigs. You messed up. You deserve to think of yourself lower. You made that mistake. You deserve to not have authority in God. You, 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 made, you made the decision. The father can't accept you. And he throws all these lies and we feel ourselves going lower and lower when God has called us to think higher and higher to elevate the altitude of our thinking. See, we have to look at ourselves as God sees us. Because life is going to hit and you're going to feel like you're in the midst of the pigs at life. But just because you're in it doesn't mean that's your identity. The son, hey, you're the son of the father that has everything. You just need to switch up your mindset and think higher about yourself. Think higher about the authority that God is good in your life. Think higher of the salvation that he, he died on the cross for you freely. He gave. 
it's thinking above the circumstance that we in. See, when we hit rock bottom, you know, there's nothing that can, it, you, we become, we get to the end of us and no friendship, no relationship, no possessions, nothing can be enough except going to the Father. We hit rock bottom in our hopes and our actions and our and everything, the lowest, but we got to think higher of ourselves. See, it said here that he arose and came to his father. He came to his father. I'm here to tell you today that you might feel low about yourself. I got a solution for you. Go to the father. You might feel like you've messed up so much, go to the Father. You're not disqualified. You might, you might felt entitled for the blessing. You might hit rock bottom. You might think of yourself a little lower. But then there's this thing. Woo-hoo! This is where it gets good. See, we feel entitled. Our attitude changes. Entitlement happens. Rock bottom hits. We, try, we start thinking of ourselves a little different. And then this thing called Grace is smack in the middle of our cycle. We were grateful at one point. Our attitude changed. Entitlement sits in. We try to live life on our own. Rock bottom hits. We change our mindset, our altitude, and start thinking, man, there's something different. There's more about my life. I don't need to sit here anymore. I need to change my life. And then what we used to try to do on our own Grace comes in the middle and transforms our life. How do I know? It's, this is where it gets good. It says, it says in, in verse, I don't know what verse, I didn't put it down, but it says, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced and kissed him. And he said to the son, he said to, the, to, his, to him, Father, I have sinned against you and heaven be, and before you. I am no longer worthy to, call you, to be called your son. See, here is what the father does for the son. But this is what the father does for you today as well. See, you're, you, when you go back to the father, you think you're running after him? He's running after you and grace comes in and he transforms your life. And he says, I don't look at your past to determine your future. I don't care what you've done. As long as you're coming to me, that you're stripping you out of the way. You're thinking higher by yourself. Now let me get in the way. Let me get a part of your story. Let my grace comes. Let my grace filter into your life and let me change you. And while you were running, he was running after you to hug and embrace you. Grace comes smack in the middle of our cycle to show us that we're not disqualified of his grace. But you didn't hear the father say, what have you done? You ungrateful punk. Where's my money? <laughs> you deserve what you get. You didn't hear the father say that. You didn't say, you didn't deserve, you deserve the pigs. But no, he didn't ask what he'd done. All he said is, I love you past your issues. That's what grace does. We don't deserve it. We can't earn it. He gives it us freely once we get back to the Father. 
See, you might be in an area of this cycle. But this is where it really matters. Yeah, you messed up. We all do. But to get back to gratitude, we need to elevate our thinking and accept his grace in our life. That's the only way we can change, transform. The, the son said, I'm not worthy. And God is telling you, no, duh. That's why I came to the picture. That's why I died on the cross for you. That's why I rose again. That's why I poured my grace. That's why I gave you the Holy Spirit. That's why I gave you love, joy, peace, kindness, patience. He gave it to us freely. But we're trying to earn grace. But he says, have it. But I don't understand it. I, how, can I, how can I get something so freely that is so impactful in my life? It's because he's so gracious to us and he loves us. He loves you. You can think of this. This world is crazy, but there's a God that loves you past you. He loves you. He wants to embrace you. He wants to hold you. He wants to get you through the cycle to get back to gratitude. You are worthy because he's worthy. Verse 22, it says this. Woo. It's going to go to our third word. As I close, somebody come and stop me. But the father said to his servants, this is the same son that took everything and messed it up. This is the same son to us deserved punishment. He's, the son says, I'm not worthy, but here's the next words that the, the father said to the son, and, he, and God says it to you today. But the father said to the servant, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him. And put on a ring on his hand and the shoe on his feet. And bring the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For this, my son was dead, and now he's alive again. He was lost, and now he is found. And they began to celebrate. I don't know about you, but when I did something wrong, my dad at times weren't like, hey, you did something wrong, let's celebrate. He said, let me celebrate with that belt on your butt, boy. But what does the father do? This is good. God gave me this other word in the midst of the cycle. Magnitude. What the heck? Magnitude. What does magnitude mean? It means a great size and extent. Quantity in numbers. What is the father saying? Saying, I'm going to when you start thinking a little higher about yourself, my grace comes in. I transform your life. But not only does grace stop there, I got more for you. I got magnitudes of blessings, magnitude of grace, mag magnitude of love, magnitude of peace, magnitude of hope in your life because you were lost, but now you're found. Now check this out. Our society tells us, grateful, change your attitude, 
we're here and we deserve to stay there. That's where a lot of us have been. Just stood at rock bottom because we deserved it. We made that choice. But when you accept Jesus in your heart and you live a life of gratitude, he takes rock bottom and turns it into purpose. And what the enemy meant for destruction, he switches it for his good. Because you start thinking his grace and he pours his blessings into your life. Of magnitude of blessings. I'm here to tell you today, God has more for you. There's more to your story. But we need to go to the Father. Change your attitude. Elevate your thinking. Accept his grace and see the blessings of huge magnitude that he can do in your life. I'm not talking about material things. If you only live for material things, you're going to die with material things. But the magnitude of blessings that he has for your life. Who needs some peace today? Who needs some hope in 2020? Who needs to feel loved today? Who needs to feel embraced? Who needs to feel accepted? That's blessings that money can't buy. Only God, by his grace, can give freely. The only thing you got to do is think about yourself a little different. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in him. You're not disqualified. It's the cycle of blessing, but the cycle of gratitude. Now, let, as I close, as we talked about last week, there's a difference between being grateful and living gratitude out. What I just showed you was living a life of being grateful. Because we talked about last week, being grateful, there has to be a requirement to my gratefulness, to my thanksgiving. I have to, I have to gain something. See, the son gained possessions and messed it up. And this story that we see right here, it's a beautiful story of redemption. It's a beautiful story of getting back to the Father. It's some of our story. But there's another story. What if we live life in thanksgiving, in gratitude, and we put gratitude in the middle of our life? a little crooked, but it's all right. See, see the difference. We're being grateful for something that was given. We try to do it on our own. God still saves us and he still gets us back to gratitude. But what if we lived a life a little differently and put gratitude at the middle of our life and we're grateful for our family? And we're grateful, not because what a re uh, like a requirement, but just because I'm grateful for my future. What, what if I'm just grateful for the resources I have? I might not have all of it. I might not have a lot, 
but I'm grateful. Well, what if I'm grateful for my job? Somebody better be preaching to somebody right now. What if I'm grateful for my job? What if, I, what if, what if I'm the issue? What if I'm speaking negativity over God, what God has promised? What if I'm just grateful? What if I'm grateful for the salvation that God has given me? I'm about to rock somebody's. What if I'm grateful for my husband or my wife? I don't got a husband, but I got a wife. What if I'm grateful for my life? See, this is what happens. When we live a life in gratitude, I'm grateful just because of salvation. I, I'm, there's no, I don't need to have a requirement. I don't know how my future is going, but I know that I'm grateful just because I have a future. I, I'm grateful. I might not have all the money in the world. I might not be the, 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 the richest person, but I'm grateful because I have a roof over my head and I'm eating. I might be EBT, but I'm still eating. Be grateful. I might be grateful for my job. I might be cursing my season that God has promised me. I need to be grateful. I need to be grateful for my family. I'm probably putting negativity in my family. I need to live out of gratefulness. My life, I'm depressed, but I'm still breathing. And what all this does is instead of going to a source, I need my possessions. It goes, I'm just because he has done it for me. I'm living out of it, not because I'm just going to get something. But here's the thing. Both stories are beautiful. One is not better than the other. When we start comparing our stories to each other, we strip God's glory in the middle. So however you find gratitude, however you live out gratitude, you might have to go a longer way around. Or you might be living it every day. It doesn't matter. They're both accepted in the eyes of God. All you got to do is be grateful. All you got to do is get back to the Father. This got back to the Father. This is getting back to the Father. There's no special formula to this thing. It's only to live it out. But what do we do? We look at people's stories and we're like, well, mine's better. They had to go through all of that to find Jesus. Maybe they need to go to counseling. <laughs> because I look great. But when we stop comparing our stories and just go to the outcome, you know what the outcome is? Jesus. You know what the outcome is? Getting people to Jesus. Doesn't matter how we get there. It's still a beautiful story of redemption and grace and love and peace and what God has given us, the blessings, the, the, the provisions that he's given us today. However you get there, the end of the story is get 
to the Father. Get to the Father because where you're in now is not your identity now. Get up, think higher by yourself and get to Jesus today. It's the cycle of gratitude. It's living in gratitude instead of what I can get. But both stories matter to God as long as it gets to him. So where's your story today? Where do you sit in the graph? Where are you? You might be great. And that's great. I applaud you. Keep on doing it. Keep going. Keep serving. Keep giving. Keep living out of gratitude. It's a beautiful story. But if you're like me, crazy, reckless, needing a little, a little wrap around there, I'm here to tell you today, keep going. Because you're going to find God's grace. You're going to find his blessings. Don't stay in where the enemy wants you to stay. No, keep on moving. Change your mindset. Find his grace. Find the Father. And when you find the Father, you live back in gratitude. You, you start putting perspective back in. It's not about me. It's about him. It's what he's doing in my life. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together. Thank mm-hmm. you.